0: Hey everyone, Frankie D here. Welcome to the Frankie D Show. Thank you. I uh, had some techno I literally was like for my live listeners, I'm sorry for the tardiness again. I literally was ready and something happened. I actually did start the stream and something happened and I had to redo everything, so my bad. Uh my audio listeners Sorry you just missed uh you just missed the little intro thing there. But I started recording only like, I don't know, fifteen seconds after. So we're all good. We're You're not uh, very far behind, so I'll just plug the show real fast and we'll get into things. Sound good? Alright, so everyone, if you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to The Frankie D Show. If you're not listening on YouTube, still subscribe to The Frankie D Show. Why not? Give me that thumbs up. Smash that subscribe button. Ding the bell. Do whatever you gotta do. If you're uh, listening on, uh, you know, just a recorded podcast, subscribe wherever you're listening. Apple... Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, I don't care. Leave me a review. Do what you got to do there. And follow The Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter at The Frankie D Show. Again, all you really got to remember is The Frankie D Show, and you should be able to find me. Alrighty? Sound good? Woo! Big tits. Right. All right, so I got some uh, fun stuff to talk about today. First of all, I actually don't really have too much on this. I didn't really read too much into this, but I saw this like a few minutes before I started the show, so I figured it's something worth talking about right now. I saw that there's a petition going around for Yu-Gi-Oh to be an Olympic sport. Honestly, and also, uh, just because I forgot to do this, if anyone wants to call in, that number is in the YouTube description. And I'll give it a real quick plug. That number is 732-844-0059. Again, 732-844-0059. And that number is in the YouTube description. Alright, so anyway. I see that Yu-Gi-Oh! There's a petition For the card game to become an Olympic sport. I find that hilarious. I actually hope that they get like enough signatures. Whatever they got to do to make this an Olympic sport. I mean I, I don't watch the show. I mean I did when I was a little kid. But I don't watch the show. I just think it would be so funny to piss all these sports people off. I'm not a sports guy. But I'm friends with a lot of sports people. And apparently the Olympics get trashed sometimes. For some of the sports not being Real sports. I don't really know which sports they're talking about. I could take a guess at really only one because, again, again, I'm not a sports person, so I don't even watch the Olympics, really. Sometimes I'll take a look at the ping pong. I think it's pretty cool how insane those people are at ping pong. Or I, I guess you got to call it table tennis for them. They'll get pissed at you if you call it ping pong. That's, that's a garage game for them, right, if you call it ping pong. Well, that's what people think about when, like, they're playing in, in their garage or their basement or something. It's like, dude, those are some of the most fun games Anyway, the only sport that I can really remember where I'm like, how the fuck is that a sport in the Olympics is curling. Now, again, I know nothing about curling. Maybe, maybe I, I mean, I'm sure it's very hard. But I honestly, I, I guess what the hell constitutes as a, a sport. I guess when I think of sport rather than like game or something, I think of like just a lot of physical activity, whether it's running or throwing or, you know, something along those lines. But when I see curling, it looks very difficult, but I'm like, does that count as a sport? If anyone does curling, you should, like, call in or something. Because I really want to know, you know, what it involves and how someone actually gets involved in curling. But I know uh, a lot of people, I, I shouldn't say a lot of people. I know there's a bit of people I've talked to throughout the years that they even say, there's sports in the Olympics that they don't really know if they consider a sport, and it t- picks, ah, it pisses them off. You know, they want real sports in there. They want, you know, I guess for like Winter Olympics, hockey, and I don't know, Summer Olympics, swimming, whatever. Uh, so this would, I think, really piss those people off that want real sports in there and don't consider card game a sport. Now, I don't consider a card game a sport. It's a game, right? That's why it's called a card game. I think it would also, I I feel it could really piss the poker people off. Because, you know, poker, seen as a pretty professional thing, people make their livings off poker, right? So, I feel like it could piss them off because they're like, well, we should be in the Olympics, we're a real card game. It's actually funny if Yu-Gi-Oh! would get in because it's a children's card game and it could be in the Olympics. I don't think there's any possible chance of Yu-Gi-Oh! actually getting in the Olympics. But I think it would be hysterical if it did. I think it would piss so many people off. It would be really funny. I I don't even know how many signatures they would actually need for it to get in the Olympics. And I don't think they could actually get that amount of signatures. I need to find this petition, though. I want to sign it. And the funny thing is, it's not like I would ever watch it on television. I just want to see all the people get riled up and be like a card game does not belong in the Olympics. It's like, no, it does not. And it would be so funny to watch everyone get pissed off at that. But even, you know, even if they'd used a legit card game like poker, I I wouldn't think that belongs in the Olympics either. That's why they have, like, their own tournaments and stuff, right? Yeah, I really don't consider a card game a sport, but I think it'd be pretty funny to watch... uh, People, especially the big sports people, get really pissed how it made its way into the Olympics. All right, like I said, I don't have too much on that. I just saw that that was a thing before I started the show. And I'm like, oh, I I think that's worth mentioning. I think that's pretty funny. Who the hell would think of it? I wonder if this is a publicity stunt or if this is just a big Yu-Gi-Oh fanatic. I wonder if it's a kid. Is it a kid? I should have read more into the story. I didn't have enough time to. Like If it was a publicity stunt, that'd be even funnier. If someone was like, I bet you there's enough Yu-Gi-Oh! people that we could get some sort of a petition going that this could probably make headlines. That probably isn't the case. It's probably someone that actually thinks Yu-Gi-Oh! deserves to be in the Olympics, but they're stupid. All right, like I said, I don't have too much on that. I just thought it was pretty funny, so I figured I'd talk about it. But we'll get into uh, the other topics I have. And the big one that I have where I'm very, I was very happy to hear this is Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park, just signed a $900 million deal to keep South Park going for the next six years. Hell yeah. I'm a huge South Park fan. That's literally one of my favorite shows. It could possibly be my favorite show. I find it funny how... That show, you know, in 2021, there is so much political correctness, so, so much stupid woke people, and you, you, it's hard to, it's crazy that that show's even still going, how that show, you know, never got canceled, and I'm so happy it never got canceled. You're kind of seen as the asshole if you say cancel South Park at this point, I feel, because they've just been doing the same shit for so many years that if you're still try, trying to cancel them... I don't even know about stuff. You're just trying to cancel them. It's like you do realize that's what they do, right? But I just find it crazy how they're still doing that really edgy material. It's one of the most non politically correct shows there is. And they just got a nine hundred million dollar deal from a big media company, Viacom C B S. That literally it shows that there is a ton of people That still like that kind of material. And that proves that Viacom, they're kind of using their brains. They're like, we can make a lot of money right now. Like, if they're willing to pay $900 million for South Park, that shows that they think that they can make money, more money with South Park. Now, the big thing I heard was that they're, okay, so it's a six-year deal. But they're trying, or not trying, they're going to make, I think, 14 movies out of this that I think they're going to be exclusive. I don't think they're going to be on Comedy Central. I think they're going to be exclusive to the Paramount Plus network. So I think that, that's their big thing. They're like, we're going to try, we're going to give them this big money deal. That made headlines. That caught, caught attention. Though, and they're, they're going to try to get all their fans to go to the Paramount, Plus network. I don't know how well it'll work. We'll see. I got to be honest. There's nothing that would make me subscribe to that uh, streaming network. I barely have even heard of it. I mean, I, you know, I've heard some shows have been going on there, but I, I, you know, I don't really keep up with it that much. The only one, which I don't even watch too much anymore, but that I have is, you know, Netflix. I feel everyone has Netflix and I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those people that has like 20 streaming networks. That's just stupid. This one I could possibly get. I love South Park. I want to see these movies. There's a decent chance that I'm actually going to check out this Paramount Plus network because South Park is worth it. I, you know, I did. The, I tried doing the math. I, th- I think I got this correct. So it's nine hundred million dollars. So I'm thinking that's split between the two of them. It's a six-year deal. So I think that comes out to seventy-five million dollars. million a year, give or take, between the two of them. These guys are, like, going to be billionaires if they're not already billionaires. That's insane. That's got to piss so many people off. It's got to make a lot of people happy, too, because they are liked by a lot of people. But I feel they're also disliked by a lot of people. Honestly, though, I don't even know that. I feel like I never really hear people talk about them. I feel like in terms of like name recognition, is it like Seth McFarlane is very known from Family Guy. Like A lot of people just know him by name. I feel like I never really hear people mention Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Everyone knows of South Park and stuff, and I feel a lot of people probably know who they are, but I feel like they don't get talked about that much. But I think that's insane that they're getting that much money. Good for them. I hope... Uh, I hope that show goes for a very, very long time. They're using some of that money, apparently, to make these movies, but, I mean, how much could that cost? They're still making out a ton with this. I I don't know. I just still find it crazy that in 2021 they're getting this deal. I, I think radio stations should take a note from Viacom. At this point, they didn't Viacom, I think they used to own radio stations because, you know, Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony. And, uh, you know, I guess other shock jocks that were popular back then, whatever. They did, you know, they said edgy stuff on air. They were crazy on air. You don't really hear any of that on the radio anymore. There's really no good shows on the radio anymore. Terrestrial radio is literally, it's like, it's dying. I mean, a lot of people say it's already dead. And I don't blame them for thinking that. But it, But it is dying. And it's sad to see, and that really the thing is, there's no good shows on there anymore. And I think people like being kind of wild and crazy on there, and the companies don't want to take a chance on that. They don't want to be fined by the FCC. They don't want this. They don't want. They need to realize that, like the majority of people still like listening to that stuff. Sure, they might lose some advertisers. They'll probably gain some once they get super high ratings. But they just don't want to take the chance. I think they should. I mean, clearly, there's money in edgy stuff. I guess you've got to have good, good hosts for that. <clears throat> I'm, I'm very surprised that uh, Viacom, though. Honestly, I guess I'm not surprised. I, I'm surprised that it, it's a big media company, but I'm not surprised that it's South Park, in a sense, because they've been with Comedy Central for so long. I feel like if they were going to be canceled, they would be canceled by now. I just just feel this proves that, you know, that kind of material still makes a lot of money. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're stupid, though. (laughs) Maybe they're giving them all this money to prove that it doesn't make any money. And they'll be like, hey, look, we're not making any money off this show. Nah. No one would give that much money away for it to not work out. Well, anyway, I'm very happy to see those guys uh, doing well. I think that's awesome. I would say Trey Parker and Matt Stone, but I feel, uh, they've said this before, Trey Parker is more of like the brains in South Park, apparently, they're He's more uh, you know it's like more a his show and Matt Stone's just there to be the partner but both of them I would say are probably like my dream interviews they're pro- they're at least in my top five for people I really want to interview they made a product back in like the 90s you know South Park and it' stayed it's stayed consistently so good throughout the years I feel like you Don't really see anything like that. Ever, really. I guess anymore. I I remember when I was younger, I really liked Family Guy when I was in, like, middle school. And now I I just think Seth MacFarlane's a stupid sellout. I know some of my friends, they never even liked Family Guy. They're like, no, that show just always sucked. I remember liking it in my middle school years, but... Now the show sucks. And honestly, if someone did ask me if they were like, can you recommend an episode of Family Guy to me? I really wouldn't have an episode to recommend. I'd be like, go to YouTube and just check out some of the flashbacks. The cutaways. That's the funny stuff in there for me. Well, maybe tides are changing. Maybe... There will be... More good product now and less of the stupid politically correct bullshit. I doubt it, but who the hell knows? Alrighty, i will go on to uh, the next subject. I'm just—I just felt uh, I had to kind of drag them on talk about that for a little bit because it's one of my favorite shows. All right, so the uh, next thing I wanted to talk about, staying kind of on the entertainment. Track is the new Suicide Squad movie. Now, I didn't see the new Suicide Squad movie, so if anyone wants to call in or anything and tell me what they thought of the new Suicide Squad movie, go for it. But I hear it's doing uh, tremendously better than Suicide Squad that came out in 2016. I hear they made this one more like a comedy. The Suicide Squad. It's funny, they didn't even call it Suicide Squad too. They just called it The Suicide Squad. It's a completely different movie. We don't want to be... Anywhere near that first movie that came out. That first one sucked. Honestly, I, I didn't mind it. I saw Margot Robbie in it. I thought she was hot. I like looking at Margot Robbie. Yeah, a movie can't be that terrible if you just get to look at Margot Robbie for a couple hours. But anyway. So, uh, the new Suicide Squad movie, I hear they mean more like a comedy now. Again, I didn't watch it. I didn't even watch the trailer to it. I'm going to watch the movie sooner or later. I'm just, get, I, it's kind of like, uh, are they copying, like, the Thor Ragnarok thing? Or are they copying, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy thing? Is this, like, its new own thing? Are superhero movies just going to be more, you know, funny as time goes on instead of serious? Firstly, I, I mean, I like the funny ones. I really love Deadpool. That's, like, its own sort of superhero movie. I do like the serious ones, too. I mean, The Dark Knight's one of my favorite movies. But I I wonder how... Does anyone know, again, someone like Colin, type in whatever, if you did see it, how John Cena did in this movie? Because I grew up... I've grown up watching wrestling. And I was never really a huge Cena fan. Maybe not when I was really young, but I was never a huge Cena fan in uh, wrestling. And then he started doing movies, and I thought he's sucked in every movie he's been in. I mean, I haven't seen all the movies he's been in, but I've seen a couple. Like, I remember he was in Blockers. He was in the Daddy So movie, and I was like, oh, I don't find him funny. I don't find him entertaining. Stick with wrestling. I want to know how Cena did in this movie. Is this like gonna be his big breakout role? Is he ever really gonna have a breakout role? I feel like he tries to be like The Rock, like he wants to be in like action type movies and comedy type movies, but he's not funny. And honestly, he doesn't give off a tough vibe to me either. I mean, I know he's a big dude, and he could, like, beat the shit out of a majority of people. But I, I don't, when I look at him, I'm not like, oh, that is a tough motherfucker. I mean, when I, usually The Rock, I feel, has a smile on his face or something, so I feel he doesn't really give off that vibe either. But if he doesn't have a smile, I would, then I'm like, alright, Rock looks like a tough dude. But Cena, I never get like, I'm never like, oh, this guy's intimidating. I mean, don't get me wrong. If he wanted to fight me, I would be shitting in my pants. But, I don't know. You know, it's funny. um, Batista, another wrestler, he got into movies. He said he didn't want to work with uh, The Rock or Cena. I think he put up some sort of a picture on Twitter or Instagram or something of all the roles he's been in being like, this is why I wouldn't want to work with them. And it... It looks like he was trying to say he has more, like, diversity in movies. Like, he's been in action movies, comedies, all sorts of roles where I guess he was saying Cena and The Rock basically just stick to the action comedy type movies. I find that funny. I think if there was a a movie that could fit all the wrestlers in it, it would be interesting to watch. Anyway, I do want to talk about the review to the Suicide Squad because... Why the fuck not? Rotten Tomatoes, I feel... That's where I'm I'm getting the numbers from. I, I'm not reading, like, a full-on review of it, but I got the numbers from Rotten Tomatoes, and I feel they're usually pretty harsh on people. This one, they gave a very good review, too. I I feel like usually I'll look at any movie on Rotten Tomatoes, and unless it's, like, you know, a super popular one, like Star Wars or something, it just trashes it, with the numbers, at least. I feel like the tomato meter, whatever, is usually way harsher than uh, the audience review. And you got to wonder which one means more. The tomato meter, because that comes from actual critics, right? Or the audience score. I feel like the audience is actually the one that you want to do better on, right? Who, the, who gives a shit what the, re, what the critics think? Matters what the audience thinks, right? All right, anyway, the Suicide Squad got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes on the tomato meter. And an 89% for the audience. So the critics this time are actually saying that it's, that it's better than the audience. I feel most of the time I see that the audience give it a higher score. Like I said, I think that's the more important one. Who, who gives a shit what the critics think? They're only is. I guess everyone thinks they're a critic now. I don't really know how the hell Rotten Tomatoes works at all. Do you have to be like a legit critic to leave a tomato meter? Like how the hell does that work? But I feel like if anyone could just be on the audience score, that's probably the one you want to worry about more. But, I mean, an 89% for audience is still a pretty good number. 94% on the tomato meter, good number. I I went back and I looked at the 2016 Suicide Squad. It got a 26% on the tomato meter. And it got a 59% on... uh, the audience score. I'm thinking the 59 percent was just all the Margot Robbie fans. That was just me giving it a bunch of good reviews. I, I honestly, th- she's the biggest reason why I want to see this uh, this uh, second movie. I guess it's not a second. This other Suicide Squad movie, just so I could see her again. I be- I like didn't even know who she really was when I saw the first Suicide Squad movie. I mean, I, from the commercials, I was like, oh Margot, I'm not Margot Robbie. I was like, oh Harley Quinn. No, cool. Yeah, she looks all right looking. I mean, you know, kind of crazy with all the Harley Quinn makeup on and shit like that. Then they showed the scene of her in that first movie. Where I guess uh, before she went to Harley Quinn and she was like still a therapist or psychiatrist or something. And I was like, whoa. All right. Now this is a movie. We just went from a one star to a ten star. So yeah, she's the big reason why I want to see this one. I mean, she was incredibly hot, but I thought she was uh, pretty entertaining in that first one, too. I guess it's uh good. They made this one funnier. They still have Margot Robbie in it. They're they're hitting everything they need to hit apparently. I guess that's why it's getting the uh the good reviews in this one. I'm cu- I'm curious why the first one didn't work. Like is it just the fact that they made this more comedy? Did the first one need to be funnier? I re- I barely remember the first one. Like I said, only really remembers Margot Robbie. Didn't even know who she was. I went home. I looked her up. I saw she got naked in The Wolf of Wall Street, and I had a fun night that night. But I like I I never even seen The Wolf of Wall Street at that point. Now I've seen The Wolf of Wall Street. Had to after I saw Margot Robbie was in that. But why didn't the first one work? Like. Did they have an idea to just make a shitty plot? I remember, though, I hated Jared Leto as uh, the Joker. I didn't like him from the first... I didn't think he belonged to that movie. I didn't like the Joker. I'd, so, I was that the big thing? Was the plot just the big thing? The villain? Like, I feel like a lot of people thought that movie was going to be successful. And then people saw it, and everyone was just like, Ugh. But I'm looking forward to um, seeing this new one. People say it's good. I'm willing to give it a shot, I guess. Worst comes to worse, I get to look at Margot Robbie for a couple hours. Those superhero movies are freaking long. I feel like whenever I see one, they're like two, three hours long. Whatever happened to like hour and a half movies, I gotta pee too often for me to sit through a three-hour movie. I remember sitting through uh, the Avengers Endgame, and I was like, holy crap, my bladder is about to explode. But whatever. I'll probably be watching this one at home anyway. I'm probably not even going to the theaters to even watch the new The Suicide Squad movie. All right, that seems a good, uh, like a good point to take a break. Sound good, everyone? I'm going to put a trivia break on, and I'll be back in a few minutes. All right? Peace. We're going to do it this week is how you've been doing it. Basically the past other weeks. I'll read through the categories twice. Then I'll read each question twice. After I read a question twice, I will then give you some of these
1: big tits.
0: After I give you a few of these
1: big tits,
0: I will then say the answer and then move on to the next question. Sound good? All right, let's do this. All right, so the categories are musicals, geography, anatomy, games, and math. All right, so the first question, the category is musicals. What musicals show-stopping songs include Mr. Cellophane and Razzle Dazzle? Again... What musical's show-stopping songs include Mr. Cellophane and Razzle Dazzle? Alright, here we go.
1: Big tits. Big tits. Big tits.
0: For the people that aren't losers and don't know this answer, the answer is Chicago. Alright, next question. The category is Geography. Which river runs through Rome? Again... Which river runs through Rome? All right, here we go.
1: Big tits. Big tits. Big tits. Big tits.
0: All right, the answer to which river runs through Rome is Tiber. That is the Tiber River. All right, next question. The category is anatomy. In what organ of the human body would you find the bronchi? Again, in what organ of the human body would you find the bronchi? All right, here's some more big tits.
1: Big tits. Big tits. Big tits. Big tits. Big tits.
0: tits. All right. The answer is lungs. That is the organ of the human body and where you would find the bronchi, the lungs. The next category is games. What outdoor or backyard game has players throwing a frisbee to the partner trying to get the frisbee into the cylindrical target? Again, what outdoor or backyard game has players throwing a Frisbee to the partner, trying to get the Frisbee into the cylindrical target? I know some people that play this game that are listening right now. Alright, here's some of these. Big Big tits. Big tits.
1: Big tits. Big tits. Big tits.
0: Alright, that outdoor backyard game that has players throwing a frisbee to the partner trying to get the frisbee into the cylindrical target is Can Jam. And then the last question, that category is math. How many degrees are there in a triangle? Again, how many degrees are there in a triangle? I really hope everyone knows this. Alright. Big
1: tits. Big tits, big tits, big tits, big tits.
0: All right. How many degrees are there in a triangle? There are 180 degrees in a triangle. That's all the questions I've got. Hope you guys enjoyed the trivia. Hope you guys got that last question right. Cause that's a pretty easy question. All right, back to the show. All right, people, I'm back. I'm getting this random uh, con right now. I don't think uh, it's a legit con, but we'll see. Yeah. Hi, we've been trying to reach you concerning your vehicle's extended warranty. No, you haven't. Now, you should have received something in the mail about that warranty. No. And since we've not gotten a... What a piece of crap. I'll tell you, it's not even fun. They, you know, they they send over a uh, stupid, uh, recorded ones. It's like at least if it's a real person, you can screw around with them. That's n- no fun. Whatever. Now I'm probably uh, now the uh, radio line or podcast line is probably going to get a bunch of those stupid recorded calls. What you gonna do? Okay, I hope everyone enjoyed the trivia. Sorry, that like cut out in the beginning. I don't know what the frig I got to do to fix this uh, thing. Usually it cuts out at the end, though. Alright, we'll get back into uh, some topics now. So I want to talk about the Rolling Stones, the drummer, Charlie Watts. Apparently the Rolling Stones is going on tour again in the U.S. I don't know how long this band's going to keep going. They just seem to be going forever. But, um, apparently he pulled out because, uh, he got surgery. And now, apparently, he, he didn't say what he got surgery on. So that's like a mystery still. You're going to wonder why he wouldn't say that. If he's saying, I'm pulling out because I had surgery. And, you know, just say, even saying that he had surgery. Like, you think if he was just like, I'm pulling out, he wouldn't. He would either give the whole reason or just say, I'm pulling out. But since he, uh,. Instead I'm pulling out because of surgery. Why would you not say what kind of surgery you had? I guess I'll, it'll come out sooner or later. I'm thinking. Um, as far as I've <clears throat> seen, like I said, they didn't. There's like no even clue really to what the surgery could be on. But again, I I haven't uh, read read it uh, too too much. I read one article, and that one had said they there, there was not a reason. Maybe by now there is. Who knows. I feel like 80 years old. Charlie Watts is 80 years old. I feel like if I were 80, I would not want to be touring, even if I didn't just have surgery. I wonder if that's why he's not giving what kind of surgery he had. I wonder if he didn't even have surgery. If he's like, I do not want to be doing this shit anymore. I am too old. I'm just going to say I had surgery. People will believe that I'm 80 years old. What 80-year-old doesn't have surgery at some point? So I feel, uh, I don't know, even if you he were healthy. Who'd want to go on tour at 80? I'm just, I I'm mean, I'm sure he would want to. What I feel like, like those guys just live for that shit. I'm thinking they all still have enough money where they don't need to tour, so if they're touring, they just want to tour. I don't know. I say hang up the drumsticks, dude. I say the whole band just kind of slow the hell down, do some concerts here and there if you really want to perform, but I, I don't know how much these older guys help the newer guys out. I really feel these older guys got to help newer guys out. Rock music is one of my favorite kinds of music. I love classic rock. I love the 70s, the 80s. I like the 60s. I like can even listen to rock and roll stuff from the 50s. But I feel like it just sucks now. It's all subgenres now. You get, you know, punk rock, alternative, heavy metal. You got so many different kinds of rock, but it just happened to rock. You put on a song, you're like, oh, that's a rock song. I feel grunge in the 90s really ruined it. Rock went from being, like, about sex and drugs and, you know, alcohol. Even anger and depression. Now I feel once, like, grunge came out, that was just the end. It was just all about anger and depression after. Like, there were no more, I guess, fun rock songs. or I don't even know, just... Ones that everyone could be like, oh, that is a good song. I hear some people say, uh, Imagine Dragons, they're like an actual rock band. They're not like one of these subgenres. And I'm like, they suck. If that's who you're saying the new form of rock, with the new form of like just actual rock, mainstream rock, whatever the hell you want to call it, is then these older guys really need to help the newer guys out. I really don't know why it. Now, some of the subgenres I'm fine with. Like, I don't have a problem with punk rock. I listen to some of that stuff. But a lot of rock music I hate. It's all subgenre. I don't want to hear someone going like, ah, ah." "Like, I can't understand a freaking word you're saying, dude. Learn how to sing. Don't just put all your anger into a mic and call it a song. I don't know." I really don't know if there will ever be a time where rock is like, I don't know, we'll say it's like as mainstream as it once was. I mean, there, you know, there was a time I feel like that was like, you know, pop music is always going to be popular. That's for, you know, the general audience. I'm not a huge pop fan, but I understand why it's, you know, popular. So that'll always be popular, but I feel rock music for a long time was, like you put on the radio, one of the stations you were going to flip to was a rock station. One of the one, I mean, I still listen to a lot of rock stations, but they're all classic rock. I barely ever turn on, you know, an alternative station or anything. Maybe here and there. I think rock needs a lot of help. I don't really have a problem with uh, the Stones and the other old guys doing concerts and stuff, but... I feel like maybe they need to collab more with the younger people. I don't know I don't really even hear a lot of like younger people that I'm into. a lot of uh younger rock singers, ones like you know like their twenties and stuff like like that like ones that you're like, all right these these dudes j- practiced in their garage every day in high school and stuff there's you know I, you just don't hear that anymore. It's like a dying breed. I'd like there to be a day where you just have, like, a modern rock station. Because modern rock stations still exist. You have a modern rock station, and, uh, you know, it's not... I guess radio is kind of dying, honestly. I was saying that before, so I guess in in terms of radio, you won't really have that anymore. But I was going to say, you know, you see just a rock station that just the average person goes to. Where you get a lot of good songs that'll live on forever, like we once had. I just don't see a lot of uh, current rock songs living on forever. I mean, like I said, it's all subgenre, and I don't see a lot of the subgenres living on forever. I mean, some of them, you will. I mean, you know, some of. I guess really the punk ones are the ones I think to a lot, like Green Day and stuff. Some of those songs, they got me in stream. They'll live on for a long time, but. I don't really ever see uh, there being like a mainstream one anymore where, like I said, it's about sex, drugs, alcohol with anger and depression. It just seems like it's all about anger and depression now. I don't know if grunge is the right thing to blame it on, but it seems like that's where it started. And not even that, you know, some grunge songs, I guess. I guess we're okay. I mean, you know, Nirvana was extremely successful. Sounds like teen spirit, right? But, I don't know. I prefer the 70s and 80s stuff better and, and 60s stuff. I feel like there's a. People will argue sometimes who was the better rock band, the Beatles or the Stones anyone has a thought on that, again, give a give a call in or something like that. I think the Beatles are honestly, I think they're the better band. They're, de- I, in my, they're definitely the more successful band, even though the Rolling Stones are extraordinarily successful. The Beatles were like, I feel, you know, they were like the first big rock band. I feel like you went from Elvis like Presley in the 50s and then you had a rock band, like he was like solo, you know, then you had a rock band in the 60s. So, because of that, you know, just because they are like, the first one, they definitely get the credit. Some people say this, I guess I agree with them to an extent, I disagree with them to an extent, that they don't really sound like Rock the Beatles. Some people say they sound more like Pop. Some of their songs, I I could see that being true. Like, We Can Work It Out, I like that song. But I guess it doesn't really give that, like, you know, rock sound. Where you hear, like, the guitar shredding and stuff like that. Um... I still like the song. I like the Beatles. There are a lot of songs that I think do sound rock by them, but I understand that, where some people say they think the Rolling Stones sound more rock to them. It's funny how people have to make a competition out of everything, really. I just like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. There's no really reason to make a competition out of them. Both good bands. Beatles came first. They were extraordinarily successful. Rolling Stones came not much later, a little later, and they were also very successful. Uh, apparently there is, uh, another guy that's going to be taken over for Charlie Watts. His name is Steve Jordan, apparently a longtime friend. I don't know if he was in another rock band or not. I just saw that he's going to be taken over for, uh, Charlie Charlie Watts while he can drum. It said he was a longtime friend. I don't think I saw if it said he was in another big rock band or not. That'd be funny if like this. Apparently, not apparently. That'd be funny if he's just like a super freaking good drummer, and people are like, "Wow, you guys need to just start touring all, all the time again." That drummer, he he was what you were missing. Like Charlie Watts, he's been holding you back. I doubt that'll happen. I'm curious where they're touring throughout the U.S. Might have to see myself a Rolling Stones concert. I wonder if this is their last tour or in the U.S. or whatever. I didn't even think they would tour again. Like I said, I think they must just really like it. I feel like they definitely have to have enough money to tour. They don't need to tour anymore, but they just keep doing it just because they like it. Now, if anyone's uh, curious, what is actually the best... uh, rock band, classic rock band, whatever, of all time. The answer is the Steve Miller Band. All right, I'm going to real quick put a uh, Mike Montone bit on to plug his uh, show, The Savage Sack Tap. Everyone should go listen to it. And then after that, I'll say a few more words, close the show out. Sound good? All right. Hopefully this one doesn't cut out early. All right, I've got with me radio producer... Podcast host, porn connoisseur, my friend Mike Montone. I want to talk with Mike today because I'm really not a fan of podcasts. I find most of them to be really boring and dull. However, I really like Mike's. It's called The Savage Sack Tap. He's everywhere you can listen to podcasts, so go rate him five stars on Apple Podcasts or download him anywhere else and go to his YouTube page, Mike Montone. You could get the live stream of the podcast there. We'll give him full plugs at the end. But anyway, I wanted him to uh, come on to talk about his podcast so you guys could get a little taste of what you'd get on the show. All right, Mike Monzone. I want to start this conversation off by asking you a little bit about the live stream of your podcast. I like the live stream. Anything can happen, and if you mess up, you can't edit it out. But for those that only listen to recorded podcasts, what could you say that would bring them over to the live stream?
2: Well, you know what we do first. Uh,
0: nope. What do we do first?
2: We start the show with big tits right next to my head.
0: Well, if there is one thing I like better than Mike Montone said, it's Big Tits next to Mike Montone said.
2: So you can either look at me in my snazzy new glasses, or you can look at the uh, the big-ass titties that we got up on screen for you.
0: I think I'll stick with the titties for now. However, it is good to know that if I need a change, you and those snazzy glasses will be there. Thank you very much. Of course, Mike. No thanks needed. Now, the Big Tits you were talking about, you said you start the show off with them. But once they go away, how can you get people to stay till the end of the show?
2: What do we do when we get to the end uh, the end of the show? We put a big fat set of tits on the screen.
0: Damn, you really got this live stream thing figured out, don't you? Now, before changing subjects, if you take requests, can we see some Lisa and tits on the live stream? Oh yeah, we're doing it. Thank you, Mike. Much appreciated. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about some of the interesting guests you've had on your show. I've seen you've had the household name JT the Twink on your show. I
2: am Mike Montone. I'm joined, of course, by my brother JT the Twink.
0: Oh, damn, Mike. You didn't inform me we were going to be joined by JT the Twink today. While you're here, JT, I actually have a quick question for you. I saw when you farted and destroyed Mike's bathroom and he screamed in agony. Here, actually, I'm going to play the scream real quick. Ah! Now I'm a big food person, JT the Twink, especially pork roll. I love pork roll. So my question for you is, what did you eat that could have caused that atomic explosion?
2: And I ate. I had a, a coworker of mine made uh, keto Big Macs for us, so we had that for lunch. And I had I had two or three of them, and uh, you can imagine what it smells like in that bathroom. It oh, was
1: fucking
0: foul. JT the Twink, you monster. Remind me to never share a bathroom with you. But anyway, that's enough talking about JT the Twink's smelly-ass farts. I actually gotta get back to my show, so I'm closing up this conversation now. So to everyone that's listening, if you liked hearing Mike, subscribe to his YouTube channel, Mike Montone. You can watch his clips on there and his livestream. And subscribe to the Savage Sack tab anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple, give him five stars and leave him a review. Now Mike, you have content on a bunch of different platforms, so let everyone know where they can find you. Anytime you
2: think of big tits, think to yourself, you know what? I should also check out some of Mike's content. Best way to do that, hit the subscribe button, share it with your friends. Tell them about the place where you can come see a podcast by a guy in a a Cole Hamels Chugs Cock baseball t-shirt. You can see big tits. We're talking about the issues of the day and salivating over huge tits. My, isn't that a fun thing to do? Uh, Social media, you check me out facebookcom slash the Savage Crew, Twitter at Mike Montone, Instagram at Gary underscore Moiler M O Y L E R. All the links are there in the uh, in the description. Uh, MeatheadMedia.com is my website. You can find that on uh, on the internet is where you can find that. And uh, I have YouTube YouTube page. If you're not watching the stream on YouTube, you can uh, you can also check it out on uh, on YouTube. Again, spread it, share it with, uh, you, with your friends. We've, we've got huge tits. Everyone likes big tits. Catch you guys later. Adios.
0: Everyone does like big tits. All right, everyone go subscribe to him and Mike. Thanks for joining me on the Frankie D and it cut me off at the end again there. I don't know if it's my computer or what the hell it is. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed, uh, the little Mike Montone bit, um, Mr. A here listening live said he's having a real Big Mac right now. Good shit, Mr. A. All right. <clears throat> well, before I close the show out, I figure we'll give Conan O'Brien a call again. Why the hell now? We've been doing it the last so many weeks. Probably I got to switch it up. I got to do another comedian or some another type of person soon. But we'll give Conan one last call, at least for a while. Sound good? Let's see if this works. Come on. Okay, here we go.
2: Hey, Conan O'Brien here. Uh, Here's the deal. Ask me a question. Feel free to ask me anything you want. And maybe, just maybe, I will answer your question on the podcast. So be creative, go for it, and maybe I'll be talking to you soon.
0: Conan, it's Frankie D again. All right. So I heard that you did finally have a pork roll again over this, uh, over last weekend. After I left you a message, I heard you went out, you got a pork roll. Now, one person, I think they were just trying to rile me up again. They were like, oh no, he was calling a Taylor Ham the whole time. And he was basically just saying, fuck you, Frankie D. And I was like, nah, Conan, he, he can't do that. Um... So I, I really just wanted to know if that was true. I don't think you would call it Taylor Ham. I've, I've, you know, I'm starting to sound like, uh, like I'm on repeat or something. I just keep, like, reiterating every week. But you, you wouldn't call it uh, Taylor Ham, right, Conan, right? Now, there were a couple other people that I heard here that were with you, and they said you were calling him poor girl. So I was like, see, that, that's the guy I know. I, you know, I, I think you kind of just have to make a public announcement about this and be like, it is called Pork girl, just so I know. All right? So make that public announcement. I don't really care where you make it. But, the, you know, the world has to know it is called Pork girl and not Taylor Ham. Okay? Now that we got that out of the way, hope everything's good. Hope the family's good. Hope the dog's good. How's the dog doing? I remember you said, like, he had the, a flea problem or something. You, you got that fixed, right? I hope you got that fixed. That'd be kind of disgusting if you just let your dog go around with fleas. Okay. I'm going to go now. I saw a spider in my basement, so I need to try to not get bit by it. And I will catch you around, Conan, and it's Pork girl. Okay, peace out. I never know where I'm going with these uh, conversations with Conan. I just know that I got to talk about Pork girl with him because... That's just what the world wants, you know. I saw Mila Kunis. She uh, said she didn't. She, she uh, I don't know if she doesn't, but like she did, wasn't showering or something, and she wasn't bathing her kids. I'm thinking Ashton Kutcher probably follows her with that, because I feel Kutcher looks sometimes just looks like to me he doesn't shower. I feel like his hair just looks greasy a lot. I don't. She always looks clean to me, but she was saying she you know, she doesn't bathe or maybe didn't bathe for a while, and I think that's kind of disgusting. I wouldn't be able to fall asleep if I didn't take a shower. I would just feel abnormally disgusting. Apparently, it doesn't bother her, and like you know, her kids won't really know the difference. Like they're young, but I feel her and uh, Kutcher. They they should know you bathe every day, at least once a day, even twice maybe. But sounds like she was just living her best life. Like, screw the shower stuff. I'm just gonna be smelly. I guess it could keep people away. People go up to talk to you, they smell your bo, and you just they just run away after, and you're like, thank god, now I don't have to mess with these assholes. I forget where I heard she said. I think maybe Dex Shepherd's podcast. I don't listen to that thing, but. I remember that I think they made headlines that Mila Kuna does Mila Kunis does not bathe. She does not shower or something like that. I gotta check that out more. Alrighty, people. I'm gonna end the show now. If anyone wants to call in, I will uh plug that number one last time. And it's in the YouTube description. But uh that number is seven three two eight four four Zero, zero, 0059 again 732 844 0059 and that number is in the YouTube description. Alright, I'll plug the show one more time and then I'm out of here. So, everyone, if you're listening live right now, give me a like on the video. If you're not listening live, Leave me a review somewhere. If you're listening on Apple, I know you could definitely leave a review there. So yeah, subscribe to the Frankie D Show on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the bell. Hit the thumbs up. Do everything you got to do there. Listen to me wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, Google. Everywhere that. And follow the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. At the Frankie D Show, so again, all you gotta do is remember the Frankie D Show. All right, looks like we had uh, no last comments. Again, I thank you to the people that listened live, and I even, you know, I thank the people that listen to the recordings. I see you guys must be telling your friends. I see every week the recording listenings go up and up. And Mister A and you others that are listening live here, thank you very much. And I am out. Sound good.
1: Peace.